Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry Howes of Sharky, Howes, and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky, Howes, and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Economic Update, Sharky, Howes, and Jaber. I'm Larry Howes. The Fed raised rates last Wednesday, and uh, as a reminder, back in the 60s, we had great economic growth from a very stimulative economic policy and monetary policy. Uh, When they unwound that, we had horrendous inflation in the 70s and 80s, for those of you that remember. The Fed is unwinding our stimulative policy right now because it helped recover from the 2009 Great Recession, but we're not going to have any recession-oriented inflation after that. Nothing of the sort. It'll be a full-time job just to keep inflation on the books, and we've talked about that before. Uh, The the Fed's going to raise certainly three or four more times before the middle of 2018. They're at 1% right now, one and a quarter. They'll probably stop about three. On the other side, the stock market is doing its same old slow growth. A lot of the alphabet companies, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, those guys continue to do well. In fact, they're the leading performers in most of the markets. They also have good earnings, unlike the tech bubble back in 2000. They're doing very well and the fundamentals in the economy are much better than they were. So if the slow growth continues, we'll probably see the S&P 500, which is at 2,400 this morning, about 2,400 this morning, probably be at 3,000 by the end of 2018. And in the energy markets, OPEC, who used to be one of the most important economic things on the planet, between the OPEC cartel and the Russians. They're trying real hard to put relevance back in their existence and to bring the price of oil back up to that magic $65 a barrel. Well, it closed below 45 again last week, and I don't think there's going to be a change in the near future. So, quick look at the numbers. U.S. unemployment still 4.3. We had a little rally in the bond market, meaning yields went down right after the Fed raised rates. In fact, 30-year mortgages were very briefly below four the morning that the Fed was going to raise rates. That's a nice way to say that long-term rates are not governed by the Federal Reserve, they're governed by inflation. Uh, Here's what the the number looks like. Those of you that remember the Volcker Fed when the overnight rate was at 17.5, finally breaking the inflation cycle, and the whip inflation now buttons from President Ford. This is where we are right now, just a little bubble above zero. They're going to try and get to three because their inflation target is two. Uh, We'll give them a year and a half, two years. This is a great demonstration of what the 10-year, which is a real good example of what's going on in the credit market. The 10-year rallied, the yield came down, meaning the price went up when the Fed raised rates. It's not surprising. It shouldn't surprise anybody until the Fed gets to two. Then we'll see what long-term rates are able to be bulldozed higher. The uh, 
On the positive side of the Federal Reserve, last week they issued their what's known as the U.S. Wealth Report. You'll be happy to know that your fellow citizens of the United States, all their assets, real estate, equity, stocks and bonds, retirement plans, land, other investment, we're at about 95 trillion. It's a lot of money. I think the end of an inflation cycle, which ended as far as we're concerned in the late 80s, well, didn't end in the late 80s. Let's start at 2000. The results of a long inflation cycle leave a lot of money, and there's a lot of money in the country, a lot of money. Here's a break. This is from OFR, the Office of Financial Research. This is just the standard balances of money markets in the country, Vanguard, Fidelity, Dreyfus, Mellon, Morgan, all of those guys. Everybody's got a commercial money market someplace. Well, it's $3 trillion spread over all the custodians in the country. That money's earning nothing. It's probably not going to earn any significant amounts for another year, yet it's there. And it's individuals, and it's just assets sitting there in reserve. Some of it from the unpleasant times in 2008 and 2009. And some of it as a result of there isn't any inflation and there isn't any pressure to get earnings on reserve money. That's a good place to be. Coming up here pretty soon, I don't want to think about the politics of 2018, but it'll be here faster than I'd ever hoped. But the pension funding issue, like the post office, what para used to be in Colorado, of course it is just a little bit, it's still a little underfunded. But Illinois, Cook County, Chicago, New Jersey, there's a lot of public pensions that are way underfunded. And it's going to be a football in Congress whether taxpayers get the responsibility to fund these pensions or the pension recipients don't get what they were promised. That's one of the ways that PARA helped solve its underfunding problem. That's going to come back in the, the forefront of the media here pretty soon. Well, here's what the numbers are from the pension benefit guarantee. There's almost a billion dollars of underfunding. Uh, I take that back. Almost a trillion dollars of underfunding. Trillion here, trillion there. Yeah, well, anyway. Aging America. I'm not talking about people. If you notice this, I'm talking about infrastructure. This is the ages of things that civil engineers keep track of. Bridges, car bridges, railroad bridges, water systems, power poles, you name it. Infrastructure in the United States, which is, well, it's the oldest modern infrastructure system on Earth. China is the newest modern infrastructure system. But ours is running 25 years old. We've got a lot of things that have been around since the 60s, late 50s, that are going to have to be replaced. Even the New York water system won't last forever. This is going to be an issue by the end of 2017. I think it's on the political agenda. It's certainly on the economic agenda. Working on infrastructure is great for the public. It's great to have bridges that don't collapse when you drive over them. It's also good for jobs. Uh, and economic growth. We're due. Finally, those, a lot of you have seen a lot of more international positions in your portfolios. Well, 
We've made a lot of money there in the last six months, and this is why. World industrial production is up. It's growing pretty consistently. Granted, a lot of that is Germany, a little bit of France, a little bit of uh, Poland, a tiny bit in the Philippines, a little bit of South Korea, not much in China, tiny bit in Japan. It's the only place there's any real growth. Industrial production in the United States is doing well. It's simply not growing at a particularly fast pace, but it's maintaining very well. This, we'll see how this changes in everybody's portfolios by the time the Fed gets, gets done with their tightening. More information after the 4th of July. I don't think you'll see me on the 3rd of July. Enjoy the holiday, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.